Welcome to the Shopway Show. Yes, it is 7 p.m. on the East Coast, and I'm here. Isn't that great? I wasn't here last Monday. I apologize. Out a bit, running around the country doing some, I guess, kind of cool things-ish. Not that cool, but anyway, out running around. I am back today with a cool Monday Ask Me Anything AMA. And I think, as I always do, I start off with some topic. And the topic I think we have to talk about, I feel that we do, is the end of Afghanistan, meaning the end of our time in Afghanistan. Today was the end. We are now out. And of course, as I think most people in reality have mixed feelings on this, I do too. I am very glad that we're gone. 100% glad we're gone. I believe it was absolutely the right move. Am I unhappy with how it was done? Of course. Who, who would be happy with the way it's done? I don't think anybody would be happy with the way it's done. But am I happy we're out? Yes, of course I am. I think most people are. What is bothering me? What's bothering me is how the mainstream left and the mainstream right all of a sudden care. That does bother me. And I'm going to hammer both the left and the right on this. And some of you are going to be angry because I know some of you on the left, some of you on the right, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to say it anyway. What's bothering me about the left is if you look at most of the media on the left, they're all like, oh, my God, how can you, you know, leave Afghanistan? And, oh, my God, um, what about the Iraqi women and the people? You didn't care about them for years. Now you do. Government's been lying to you for decades, lying to your face. You didn't care. And now you're pulling out people from the Bush administration, from the Obama administration, Trump administration. You'll find anybody that will tell you that we should stay or get back in and blah, blah, blah. You have just proved your corporate ties to the military industrial complex. You've just, you've shown them. The mask is off and that's good for you, uh, Democrats. The mask is off. You're showing, yes, all you care about is your corporate masters. Otherwise, why in the world would you think someone like, I don't know, Kissinger or Paul Wolfowitz, for you people on CNN and MSNBC, why would you take anything they would say? But now you will, because let's get back to fighting wars. But you didn't care for 20 years. The GOP, though, same thing. Now, all of a sudden, the GOP cares. The the 13 13, um, servicemen killed, the 11 Marines dead. I care, but I've been talking about dead Marines for 20 years. They talk about dead Marines for the last 20 hours. That's all they care about. So the, the right's no better on this. The right is correct in attacking Biden. It's an accurate criticism. My worry is, where you been? I didn't see you talking about all. The only time you ever use veterans is when you had handsome ones you could put on Fox News and talk about how awesome the military is. And you could support us bombing people. And now you got people on Fox News now saying, oh, we got to bomb them more and bomb them more. Show them. Stop killing people. We've been killing people for 20 years over there. 2,500 dead soldiers, sailors, and Marines. And the GOP kids is about the 13 two days ago. That's what they care about. Those 13. 200 times died in the 20 years before. And now you care all of a sudden. Here's the reality. None of them care. That's the reality. And that's one of the harshest things for a veteran to actually accept. That is one of the harshest things for us to accept. That they put us out there make us do all the things they say, and we believe it, and we believe it. 
I look at some of the guys now who say, who still want to go back and fight again. They don't even know why they're fighting. They just know we don't want to lose. They still have the honor in them to go back and fight again. And if you actually ask them why, many of them don't even know why. We took that dedication, that strength, that bravery, and we threw it in the garbage for 20 years. Now, there are 2,500, give or take, that are dead. And that's horrible, and their families are destroyed. We destroyed 2,500 families. Destroyed. For what? For what? So we can yell more? And we took about 20,000, give or take, wounded. So families broken. Maybe not destroyed. Some families destroyed for sure because of that. But some just broken up and battered. For what? For nothing. And what do I get? I got Democrats going, but what about the children? And Republicans going, what about the pride of our soldiers? None of you gave a damn for 20 years, but now that we're out and you can't keep using it and we can't stay in perpetual war, now you care. So yeah, I'm I'm not happy about that. And I know I probably made some of you upset by saying that, but it doesn't matter. I don't care um, what the, the left is saying or, or the right is saying. They're all full of crap. They didn't care. We're out. It sucked. It was terrible being there. And it's terrible the way we got out. It was done horribly. And I don't know who to blame worse. Is is Biden worse? Well, he has to be worse because he's the president. Sorry. You got to blame Biden the most. Absolutely sorry. That was silly to even say. Of course, you got to blame him the most. But there's a bunch of people who are in that infrastructure in our government that didn't want that to work. And they sabotaged it. How do I know that? Because that's human nature. Of course they did. It's in their best interest to make sure we get attacked, to make sure we go back in. If you listen to the news now, what's every pundit saying? Oh, because it is, we got to go back in now. Let's go back in and fight ISIS-K. Guess what, ISIS-K? How insanely stupid are we? Are we going to buy that now? Is ISIS-K, the special K of ISIS, is that now the new people we got to stop bombing? Are we that stupid that we're going to buy it again? Or are we that desperate? Maybe we're that desperate. That we're going to buy that ISIS-K is going to come get us. No one heard of ISIS-K until all of a sudden, now they're the most powerful thing. How come we never heard these people until all of a sudden they do something? Now that they're, the, they're, the, they're the new Hitler. This always a new Hitler. Now this guy's whoever this person is. Didn't we bomb him or something? Who cares? There's probably 2,000 of them, 6,000 miles away, with no Air Force, no Navy, no nothing. And, and the Taliban are going to fight them. Why the hell do we care? This is our newest issue now isis k is good you're gonna hear that on tv oh we gotta go get isis k i have an idea leave him alone leave him alone you know what radical muslims hate more than americans other radical muslims you know that's true if that sounds or feels bad to you you know it's true radical there's only one thing radical muslims hate more than westerners other radical muslims so what happens when they when the Taliban take over, they will fight ISIS K because they always do. Every single time we fought in these wars, every time we've been on the side of one set of radical Muslims because they're fighting each other. It's a civil war. We should leave. ISIS K is not going to come get us. That's complete garbage. Anyone who says that is lying to you. That's not going to happen unless we keep bombing them. If we leave them alone, they will go fight in their own world and try to take over their own world. They want to take over Afghanistan. Let them. It's their country. Let them. So now I got more money's got to die. 
I'm sorry. I'm preaching. It's bothering me because I hear it already. And the next thing you're going to hear on TV is ISIS-K leader, blah, 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 some name that we can't pronounce, is now the guy who's going to conquer the world. There's probably seven of them in a cave someplace, and we're going to act like they're going to destroy everybody. And they're going to find some American who didn't get out, who was either too stuck in the Afghan world or too ignorant or too dumb, one of those three, who didn't get out, and he's he or she is going to be killed. And they're going to blame ISIS-K and say, well, we've got to send – Another 10,000 Marines in. No, we don't. No. Walk away. In the words of Humongous, just walk away. Walk away. It's the right answer. Biden deserves all the bad press he's getting. And I can do two things at once. And I'm glad we're gone. Let me grab some comments. I I appreciate um, this. This It's AMA, so I'll take all of them. So I appreciate it, though. So hello from Tokyo. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. Uh, Robert says, do you think it's really the end, though? Something tells me no. That's my point, Robert. I think you've hit it perfectly. My point is I'm not sure it's the end. I hope it is the end. But if people stop buying this ISIS-K stuff, no. If they stop buying this, it's... Tom says, great job. We only a few hundred Americans behind. Um, I'm not sure I would say great job, Tom. I, I'm, I'm not sure I buy that one, um, but I'm glad we're out, right? And it wasn't perfect at all. So, yes. Um, but I believe, and this this I, I think we'll know in the coming weeks, I believe the couple hundred Americans left behind actually didn't want to leave. I think some have said, I'm going to try and fight this thing. And I don't have a problem with that. If you want to stay, I would never but if you want this and you think this is your purpose and you're going to save Afghanistan, your life good on you. Um, I hope, and again, I don't know if this is true, Tom, but I hope that we will find later that all of them were given the chance to get out. I hope that's true. If not, that's on Biden's head. If not, that's on Biden's head. But I, I hope we did. I, I don't know. I want to be able to say something nice about this. I really want to because I don't want it to be all bad. Pete, yes, $28 trillion. And of that 28 trillion, a couple of those trillion, Afghanistan. Yes, massive grift. That's the reason why. That's the reason why people are doing this, because of that money. They all want their cut, Pete. They want their cut. The voice says, so disgusted with the left and right. Agreed. Yes. None of them are just going, I'm glad we're gone. You know what? Biden screwed up. Here's where he screwed up. And we can do both. And I'm glad we're gone. We can do both. James says Trump and Biden ended a 20-year endless war. It's a valid point. You've heard me more than once say this, the, the, where I will give Biden credit, and I always try to give credit where credit is due. I do try. Even Biden. I would always try to give people credit where credit is due. Biden absolutely could have kowtowed to the military-industrial complex and said, all right, fine, Right. The military industrial complex stopped Obama. Obama completely just was like, okay, whatever you guys say. But it slowed Trump down too. Trump wanted out right away. But the military industrial complex put pressure on him to slow him down. But I'll give Trump credit on this too. Without Trump, this isn't over. Trump is the one who actually made the start. So I give Trump credit for that 100%. Trump is the one who actually, as the military industrial complex put pressure on him, he actually was like, okay, you delayed me, but that's it. I'm doing this. So he actually started the process. So I give him credit for starting the process. 
I give Biden credit for completing it. Biden could have backed out. Obama backed out. He wasn't ready for this. Obama kowtowed to the pressure. Trump didn't. Well done, Trump. And Biden didn't. Well done, Biden. The way he did it, you're totally right, James. I think we should we should give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. So, yes. Um, Shelly says, I'll be happy with rightful criticism of both sides. Duopoly. Thank you. I love that. Matt says, I was disgusted seeing them fly our Blackhawks with people hanging from. Um, I know, Matt. I know. I mean, just imagine what you believe is your future if you would do that. Imagine when uh, the part that broke my heart. I still get teary of, of it is them giving their babies away. Just what do you feel if you're going to give your kid away? How do you, what do you feel is, is, is going to happen in your life if you take your baby and say, Marines, take my baby? Oh, my God, I couldn't imagine giving my children away. I mean, I would have to think the, like the world's ending. Like, that's it. The world's ending. Take my kids. Oh, my God. I'm mad I'm with you. It's terrible. I, I agree. Yes. Yes. James continues, um, it was the greatest comment of their lives, and yet they still screwed it up. True. Yes. Um, a natural couple says, are you surprised that Biden actually sucked to getting this out? I want to get you back from the show soon, Reed. Thanks. Thanks, Reed. I appreciate it. I am. Um, am I surprised? Um, it's a great question. The word surprised. Maybe surprised is too much. How about I, I – here's what I would say, Reed. I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't, maybe that's a better way. I, and I told you this earlier. I believe I, I mentioned this when Biden first, first, um, and when he was first going to become president, first thing I said was he's going to pick something. He wants something with his name on it. He's going to try his best to do it. And I think he thought it was this. It didn't go well. <laughs> this was a, this is a bad one to pick, I think, but you never know. I mean, maybe in the coming years, I mean, history can change. So, I mean, history can change. We can change how we look at history. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. We can change how we look at history. And we might look at this five years from now, say, I don't know, say the Chinese or Russians get reinvolved and they get into a horrible quagmire. We might look back and go, well done, Biden. We might. It's possible. Um, But I think he's going to regret this. I don't think that's likely at all. So, yes. So, all right. Um, Why is everyone only blaming Trump and Biden? Everyone forgot about Bush. Valid point, Pete. And that was my point. Like they're bringing on Bush supporters and they're bringing on, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Bush cabinet members and Obama cabinet members and asking what they think. Bush got us in. Obama did nothing to get us out. Right. Nothing to get us out. So I know people go, oh, it's all Bush's fault. It is Bush's fault. Don't get me wrong. He started this mess. Obama didn't do anything. He's like, well, well, lower some things and close Gitmo and shh. So that's why I give Trump credit because Obama did nothing. Trump did something. I got to give him credit for it. So yes, if if you're if you're gonna give credit, credit should only go to Trump and Biden. If you're gonna give blame, they can all take blame. They can all take that. But you're right. Bush gets the number one without question. So yes. Um. Shane says, hey, Larry, love the show. Hello from KRTD Media. What's going on, Shane? I was on his show, by the way, guys. Yes. Andrew says, yesterday I was called a racist only because I didn't leave a rude business owner's racist due to make... Hmm? I'm not sure where I'm going with this one. Um, let me try this again. Um, yesterday I was called a racist only because I didn't leave a rude business owner's racist 
due to making a phone call to my mom about a personal matter and I didn't order anything from the restaurant. Turns out that I'm not the only person who has who was called a racist. The business owner has been belittling women and he also hit me with his broom and yelled at me to leave his restaurant. He also banned me from his business. That's an interesting story. I don't know why you told me that one, Andrew, but it's kind of weird. Um, so some guys calling people racist and attacking women and hitting you with a broom. I hope he goes out of business very soon. Yes. Torin says, is there going to be a vaccine with new ISIS variants? Yeah, you know what that vaccine is? Marines. That's the vaccine. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the new USMC vaccine. That's what it is. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's a, it's, a valid, it's a valid question, Torrance. Um, I hope we just let this go. Yes. Kelly says, sad but true, Larry. They don't care. Yep. They care about their photo op. But they don't care about the families who are destroyed by this. Yes, yes, and yes. 100% yes. That is something that drives me crazy. There are, I mean, they, they talk about those 13 Marines and how horrible it is. I'm sorry, 11 Marines. 13 service member, 11, 11 Marines. The worst part is the families of those 11 Marines. Not the pride. Not the I feel. 2,500 were dead before them. You didn't seem to care then. It's the families that, and this is the, the hardest part. This, I don't, this bothers me, as you can tell. I'm bothered by this. I'm really bothered by that, and I shouldn't be, but I am. Because I could imagine that if you sent a loved one over there, your son, daughter, wife, husband, uncle, whoever you send over, you're like, oh, it's, there's, there hasn't been a death in Afghanistan, American to the Afghanistan, in, in like a year. We're going to be safe. Oh, and we're leaving. We're safe. Finally, we're going to be okay. I'm glad. You know, my loved one got over there and did his or her duty and then got out. Whew. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants their loved one to do the duty, be brave, and get out alive. That's what everybody wants. And I'm sure those families, 11 people thought, what, what could happen? Come on, we're on our way out. It's good. We'll be done in a couple of weeks. 31st will happen, and, and, and I'll be fine. A couple of days before, you get that notice. You get that call. That's got to be devastating. It's got to be extra devastating. And, and I know it may sound dumb, but when you get the, when you send your loved one overseas, there's fear and worry. And you're always worried, particularly when you knew it was hard and people were dying in Afghanistan and Iraq. You were, you were how do I say, you, you knew what could happen and it sucked, but you, you were like, I know. He could die. I, like, I know he can come back without legs. Like, I, I know it. I hate it. I'm hoping. I'm praying. But I know it could happen. And if it happens, it sucks and you're devastated. But at least you, you knew that was something and you could handle it. You didn't have any hope, right? You didn't get any hope. In fact, the reverse. You, were, you had dread. And the dread was matched if it actually happened. Here they had hope. That's a deeper fall. And you might say, why does that matter? Because a deeper fall puts you in a deeper pit of despair and pain and guilt, and it affects the family even worse. So these 11 are worse than the ones before because the fall those families took is a deeper fall because they had hope, they didn't have dread. They had hope, and it was crushed. I don't hear them talking about that. We got to get Biden to resign. Shut up. That's not going to help anything. Who cares? 
Who cares? So the next guy can come and do the same thing so you can get Kamala Harris? How stupid are you? How stupid are you? I'd rather have Harris. Ah, That's a much better president. What's wrong with you? People are saying it, though. (laughs) Silly. So the next person who supports the industrial complex walks in the door. I'll pass. It doesn't even matter. You're, You're right, Kelly. Those families are extra hammered. They're extra hammered, more than all the rest. So... Shane says, Democrats aren't the left, they're center-right. Well, you know what, Shane? That's actually not a joke now, right? If you you look at what the Democrats are, if you look at what what the Democrats have shown themselves to be, maybe that's better. Um, The mainstream Democrats, for sure. I mean, the socialist side, I don't think, feels this way. But the mainstream, they're supporting neocons. You're right. They They might as well be in the Bush administration. But they might as well just be in that administration. Same thing. I agree. Ah, Tim's on board. Blame neocons. Yes, to include Democrats now. Correct. Democrats are neocons now. I didn't know that, but I guess they are, right? Well, the main, again, you have, you have to divvy up. There's the, the socialist left, which is, you know, against this. The socialist left is, but they're not in power. And power is the mainstream left, which are now the neocons. All these trying to have power. I'm not sure it's working, but ostensibly they're in power. Yes. So um, uh, Brian says, I was questioning in my head some of what... Uh, what I being ordered into back in 1986, which was partially responsible for my decision to separate. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, I look at myself. I was in 86 too, Brian, and you know. And I look at who I was there and how motivated I was as a youngster, 17, 18, 19, 20. I would have done, I would have gone wherever Ronald Reagan told me to go. And I wouldn't have thought twice. And I would have fought my best. And I would have tried to kill whoever he told me to kill. I would have sacrificed my life. And I would have ordered men to their deaths. I would have done so. And I, I know you might say, Larry, you don't seem like that kind of person. I wouldn't do it now. That's not who I am now. But when I was 19, yes, that's what I would have done. And I wouldn't have done it because I was bad or mean. It was because I was ignorant. I didn't know any better. It's true. I didn't know any better. I wanted to be a good Marine. I wanted to be the right guy. I wanted to support my country and my nation and, and my family. I wanted to be the, the, the good guy. That's what I wanted to be. And I thought that was the way, right? That's what you do, which is why I get so upset because those Marines, they thought the same thing. They weren't thinking they were fighting for the military industrial complex. They didn't believe that at all. They thought they were going to be, they're doing the right thing. They're protecting the country. They're, they're fighting. They're, short, they're being honorable and brave. And they were. They were being honorable and brave. And we threw their lives in the garbage. I would have rather have them been honorable and brave in their own towns. I would rather have those same, the same people with that same thought process be honorable and brave in their own towns, in their own cities, with their own families, which now they, their families don't have them anymore. So, yes, Brian, I'm with you, brother. I, many things I would have done back then, and that's why I know them. I get them. I was one of them. You and I many years ago. But we were one of them. We were them, 100%. So, Shelly says, it's not the people on the right and left who don't care. It's the media who doesn't care because it takes away their airtime for their argument of the week. I cared because of military family. Shelly, I'm not sure the media... And the military industrial complex are actually that separate. 
I mean, they are legally, clearly, legally, they are separately, right? So if you want to say two separate entities, legally, they are. But aren't they all part of the same machine? I mean, am I, am I being too cynical? Or maybe am I being conspiracy theorist-ish? Is, am I doing that? I feel like they are. I feel like they're part of the same machine. They're all being fed by this, right? They're all being fed by this. They're all part of the same machine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by this. I am. Um, Shelly, I know you have a military family. Me too. And I have a lot of friends. And my brothers. So, yes. Ed says, tactical incompetence. But who is, account- who is accountable is what I would like to know. It cost us and the people of Afghanistan. There's a part of me, Ed, that says it's not tactical. Because on the actual ground, I would bet most of the military members on the actual ground doing the tactics were probably relatively competent. I would bet they were. I mean, the training's good. They're motivated. I think they are competent. I think it was strategy and and bureaucratic sabotage. I think it was bad strategy, meaning the Biden level, right? Not tactical, but strategy, the, the high level strategy. That was bad. And, and on top of that, you now have bureaucratic sabotage. So you have both. So it doesn't matter how tactically competent the individual Marines squad or you know Army platoon is. They, they could be very tactical. If the strategy is bad and there's bureaucratic sabotage, they're in trouble. My Vietnam vets, they know that is exactly what happened to them. The Vietnam vets, that is literally what happened to them. And we did it again in Afghanistan. It wasn't like in Vietnam, we won, what, almost every battle and lost the war. Same in Afghanistan. We won just about every battle. I mean, there were some battles we lost, obviously, but we won almost every battle and we lost the war. That's strategy. If you see my point, Ed. Tactically, I think we were fine. Strategy, we were terrible. So, yes. David says, DNC and RNC will use it to their advantage in 2022. That's all they care about. You're right. They will use it to their advantage. You're correct. Kenneth says, thanks for all you do, Larry. Thank you for watching, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. And what's eventually good for the economy? War. When you have an economy based upon debt, yes. And that's what we have. That's what we have. Yes. Kelly says, my son served in Kabul from 2002 to 2006, and he and his brothers are devastated by what has happened. Yeah, I know. Yes. I hate taking the L too, Kelly. I do. At one point, you got to accept it. You just got to accept it. I know. You, you got to walk away. So Matt says, I said K is kind of like COVID Delta. L- let's hope. We don't lock down for that. Yes. What the hell is ISIS K? What's the K? The K, um, I've forgotten what it stands for. K means that area. They, they use a word that, that represents the area of both Pakistan and Afghanistan. I forgot what it's called. In the case of ISIS that we had in the Middle, Middle, Middle East, it was actually called ISIL. The Levant is the area of like, that's like um, Syria, Lebanon, that area is called the Levant. That's why if you remember Obama used to call it ISIL, this should be called ISIC, which is it's the Islamic State in, boom. ISIS is Islamic State in Syria. That's ISIS. ISIL, Islamic State in the Levant. ISIC is what it should be. 
but they call it ISIS K because they want you to be afraid. You, you won't know what ISIS is. So you, they went ISIS with a K on it. It should be Islamic State in, and the K is the area of Afghanistan. And pa- I've forgotten the name. I'm sorry, but it, it that I'm sorry. Someone I'm sure will put it up for me. Thank you. Chat, I know you will. Thank you. But that's what the K stands for. So, all right. Um, Miles says, greetings from Houston via, uh, oh, you're from Louisiana. I'm glad you made it out, brother. Miles, good. I'm glad you made it out. Nice. Yes, absolutely. People are going on about ISIS like they've been here all along. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you. They're acting like, yeah, see, we've been telling you about ISIS-K for years. Stop lying. You had no idea who was ISIS-K was, didn't care about it. Just what can we make the bad guy? Oh, we'll make the ISIS-K the bad guys. Because you can't make Taliban the bad guys because we're allied with them now. Why? Why? Because they're fighting ISIS-K. So you can't make the Taliban bad. Now ISIS-K. Now ISIS-K is the hardest one. Stop. Yes. Torrance, uh, Torrance says, yes, ISIS-K is BS. Yeah. Special case Syria is good, though. It is. You're right. I actually like it. I haven't had it in a while. But yeah, I agree. Yes. So <laughs> that's very good. Tim says, wait till Delta ISIS comes out. Now we're really in trouble at that point. That's the worst one. We don't want to have ISIS Delta. That's the worst right there. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. Um, Brian says, turns out some of what I was questioning became known as the Iran Contra fan. There we go. Yes. There we go. Absolutely. Pete says, repeal the 2001 authorization for use of military force. Should be done tomorrow, right? We're done in Afghanistan. And that Tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Kyle says, I'm sure they're planning on 11. Glad you didn't make it to be governor. Kyle, you are fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself, Kyle. You just are. They're not planning on the 9-11. Of course they're not. That's silly. Of course not. And if they do plan something to get us, whatever it is, it'll be for one reason. Because we're there. If we leave, they won't. The entire reason why... why um, um, Osama did 9-11 because we, we were in Saudi Arabia. That was his reason. That's not made up. Everybody knows that. Ask anybody. They own. That's the reason why. If we weren't there, there would be no 9-11. Ron Paul told us this years ago, and we didn't listen, and we should have. Ron Paul told us this years ago. Kyle, you are fooling yourself, my friend. Please keep watching the show. There's, they're not planning on 9-11. And if they, if they were going to plan on 9-11, they could do it. You know where they could do it? Pakistan. Pakistan's already friendly to them all. That's where they all come from. They could plant it in Pakistan. You know where else they could plant it? Syria. You know where else they could have planned it? Afghanistan. The Taliban's owned at least a third of Afghanistan the entire time that we've been there. They could have planned it there. They could plant it anywhere. You know where else they could plant it? Kosovo. They could plant it there too. You know where else they could plant it? Here in America. They could plant it wherever they want. The idea they need Afghanistan to plan is you buying into a narrative that makes you afraid, and now you think it's okay to sacrifice literally 25,000 American families to make you feel better. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. You're scared, Kyle? Move to a state where you can buy a firearm and defend yourself. How about that? Or if you're in a state, buy a firearm, defend yourself. How about that? Instead of making thousands upon thousands of American families lose and their loved ones and their loved ones mutilated in some country 6,000 miles away because you're afraid that maybe in another 20 years, somebody might fly a plane into a building, maybe. Maybe, but it's not going to be that. It'll be something else. And if we stop bothering them, 
They stop bothering us. And people always say that. Larry, how can you be so sure? I'll tell you how I can be so sure. I use this example all the time. Vietnam. All the time. We dropped bombs on Vietnam for 10 years. We dropped more bombs on Vietnam than we dropped on Germany and Japan in World War II. More in Vietnam. When we finally left and, and got out of there, what did the Vietnamese do? They came after us. They did not. They were terrorizing us. They did not. What they do? They fixed their own country to the best of their ability. That's what they cared about, their own country. And they did the best they could with the people they had to fix their own country the, the way they wanted to. I may not agree with Vietnam, but I'm not Vietnamese. So I don't get to decide on that. If I was a Vietnamese, I would have my say and do what I want to do. With, but I'm not. I'm American. I don't deal with the Vietnamese. They got their own country. What will happen with all the other countries? Hmm. They'll fix their own country. We left Iraq. Oh, the Iraqis attacking us? No, they're fixing their own country. When we leave Afghanistan, what will they do? Fix their own country. What did the Afghanis who after the British left start attacking the British people, other colonies? No, they fixed their own country. What happened when the Russians left Afghanistan? Oh, they were attacking Russia. No, they fixed their own country. Every single time that happens, but we still get told, got to fight them over there or they'll fight us over here. Absolute garbage, never happened, based on nothing, total lies. Kyle, you've been fooled. That's all I can tell you. There's zero evidence of what you're saying at all. You've been fooled. Never happens ever. The, were the Japanese, after we bombed, we nuked them. They're coming after us. Were the Germans coming? I mean, the, the Germans did some fighting afterwards in Germany. They did some after we, we, we beat them in, uh, in World War II. But they didn't cross. You know what the Germans did? Most of a big chunk of them? They joined the French Foreign Legion. I'm not joking. You think I'm making it up? Look it up yourself. A bunch of German soldiers after World War II who didn't want to be under American rule, they went and joined the French Foreign Legion. There are still some marching songs in the French Foreign Legion today that are sung in German because there were so many Nazis who went and joined the French Foreign Legion. So yeah, that's what they do. They don't come fight us. They can do something else. That's how it works. Paula says, Larry, do you think this will bring back the neocons? It's it's happening, Paula, already. It's It's happening already. I hope not. It is happening already. There is, yes. So, all right. David says, why not send in a CIA assassin squad to take out the leadership of ISIS-K? We'll drone or we'll send in a SEAL team. And that makes sense to me, right, David? If this ISIS-K is so horrible, I don't think they are. But let's say I'm wrong. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. And ISIS-K is horrible and they're going to get us. Fine. Then let's go send our SEAL team in. That's how we got Osama. Let's do that. I'm okay with that. If that's the case, we can invade the country. Oh, they're in Afghanistan. Guess we got to invade Brunei. Let's invade Libya. Oh, by the way, Kyle, they can do it in Libya too. And Sudan. And Mali. I did this other name. And Eritrea. Uh, and Ethiopia. So it's a bunch of other countries they could do it in too. So why do, why haven't there been 75 9-11s? Because it's garbage. That's the reason. So yes. Michael says the military, military industrial complex needs to be fed. Yeah. The last 30 years has proven that. Preach on your right. I wish I was wrong, Michael, which is why I always talk about the way to get the military industrial complex to back off is to open up new markets in every country that we're currently fighting. Trade with Iran, trade with Cuba, trade with North Korea, all of them. The military industrial complex doesn't actually care how they make money. I'm being forward. You might think, well, Larry, we should stop them. We're not going to. They're too powerful. We're not going to stop them. They don't actually care how they make money. 
they like the fact that they get guaranteed government grift. That is a great kind of money. The government keeps giving them money to make bombs and stuff, right? So they're, they're happy. Great. American numbers give us money. We make tons of money. We can scam literally hundreds of billions of dollars off the Afghani war for 20 years. Life is good. Careers are made. They're happy. Okay. How about instead make some contracts with Cuba, make some contracts with Iran, make some contracts with North Korea. Let, let these guys go. If we're going to do this, this is how it works. And I hate saying it, but you guys know how it's done. If we're all of a sudden deciding we're going to open up Korea or whatever, the military industrial complex lobbyists are in Washington. They're going to know in advance. They're going to get first dibs because that's the system. So great. They're going to have it. Good. I'll tell you what. I'm, I surrender. Get the first dibs on selling trucks to North Korea or I don't know, whatever we're going to sell, vacuum cleaners to Iran or whatever is the thing. Get first dibs on that. You can do that or a nuclear power plant to Cuba, or whatever, you get the first dibs, just stop getting our Marine soldiers and sailors killed. How about that? You don't have to have, you don't have to kill our people. You could just sell to these guys. You could, you'll get first dibs and you can make your money. And instead of cranking out bombs and tanks and drones, you crank out, uh, I don't know, trucks and nuclear power plants and vacuum cleaners, crank those out and fine, make your money, get nice contracts, first dibs, fine. Just don't kill, just, Stop killing our people. How about that? Stop killing our motivated youth. I I will take that. As much as that tastes terrible in my mouth saying it, if my option is keep killing my youth or do that, take it. You win. You win. Do that. That's where I I stand. You're totally right. Gareth says, hi, resubscribed after your conversation with Lewis Rossman. I'm in the UK, so can't vote for you, unfortunately, but I wish you all the best. You talk a lot of sense. Thank you, Gareth. I appreciate that. And hello for the UK. I do appreciate that. So let me grab some more. Um, let's see. Um, Hannah says they can plan it on Zoom. Also true. Kyle, you're, I, I hope you're still watching. It's not just me. I hope you're still watching. Yes. Paula says the K. Ah, yes. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. K is for Khorasan. Yes. Khorasan is the name of the region. I knew one of you would say that. Yes. Paula is the name of the region. I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, Khorasan is the name of the region. I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, Torrent, same thing. ISIS K Coruscant region. Thank you. So it should be ISIC, right? It it should be. Yes. So uh Jason says, Larry, care to share your thoughts on Lieutenant Colonel Schiller uh for his comments on accountability of his superiors and how they handle Afghanistan. Um I am surprised that Biden didn't step in. For those for those who don't know, there's a, a Marine Colonel, light colonel, um, who said, I should say light colonel, sorry. That's that's the Marine Corps jargon. Lieutenant Colonel, um, who who said um, who was talking about accountability of his superiors in Afghanistan, and he he made a video and people saw it. And for those you don't know, I bring it up often. When you have when you when you join the military, you voluntarily surrender a lot of your rights to include freedom of speech, to include freedom of movement. You surrender them. It's what you do, or don't join. Right? I did. I'm not mad about it. I voluntarily did it. That's what it is. So that's what we did. He did too. And he knew you can't do that. They relieved him. He said what he said. A lot of people thought it. A whole lot of officers thought it. And he knew what the consequences could be. So I'm not surprised that they sacked him. I'm not. I am surprised Biden didn't step up because Biden can do this. For those of you who don't know, all officers in the military serve at the pleasure of the president. 
The president does, the president can fire any officer at any time, regardless of contract, whenever he wants to. That's how the, the military works. He cannot fire any enlisted one. Enlisted, when you enlist in the military, that is a contract you make with the government. So they can't just get rid of you. That, that's something you, you can't just fire a sergeant. It doesn't work that way, right? Because the contract that we've made as an enlisted man. But as an officer, in theory, you represent the president. So the president, you serve at the pledge of the president. He can literally fire any officer at any time for any reason, whenever he wants. That is legal. So they sacked Scheller. Um, if I was the president, I would have stepped in. and be like, nope, nope. I want him back in. And it was silly of him to, not to do so. So, Jason, I think the colonel was on the money. It was ballsy what he did. I love it. I'm glad he did it. I understand why his command sacked him, but it goes back to what I've been saying. And some of you will be upset about this, but I'm going to say it. We are not producing amazing officers as, as, a, as a rule. Our officers are good officers, but the amazing officer is one in a hundred now. It's just, it's not what we produce anymore. We just don't. And so his, his leadership was part of 99 and was like, oh, he did it wrong. Follow the rules and get rid of him versus going, no, what's wrong with you? People don't remember who wrote, who, who wrote war is a racket, a Marine Corps general, a Marine Corps general wrote that war is a racket. That's a Marine Corps general. This is the Marine Corps colonel. And he got sacked for this. It's against Marine Corps culture. It's against Marine Corps history. He should have been like, yeah, whatever, move on. And Biden, if he was smart, would step in and say, nope, counterman that order. You are reinstated. You are Lieutenant Colonel Marine Corps. You're still serving me. That's what he should do. He's not savvy enough to do it, I don't think. But it would be the right. If it were me, if I'm president, I'm, yep, you're on the money. Lieutenant Colonel, in fact, I think I'm going to make you a full bird colonel for that. Open up your mouth. Well done. Got to stand up for what's right. Or what are you doing? Just a cog in the machine? We create far too many cogs in the machine. So I hope I answer your question. I don't know. Some of you might not like it, but I said what I feel. Andrea says, I agree, Larry. Bad strategy and sabotage. Yes. Rescue teams are being held up with red tape. Thank you, Andrea. Yes. Being held up from red tape. Yes. It is bureaucratic sabotage and bad strategy. Tactically, I think they're kind of on the money, right? Most of them are pretty talented. I think they, they kind of are. I think most of them are. So, yes. So, um, see if I can do this. Um, Ed says, sabotage does make more sense than incompetence. Well, again, you got to remember, a bunch of this is bureaucrats. And the bureaucrats are making tons of money doing nothing. Tons of money doing nothing of any real value. They don't want to give this up, Ed. It's in their best interest to fail and for us to go back again and again and again. Yes, absolutely. So, um, let's see here. Um, James says, Michael Malice says that Harris becoming president will be the best thing for freedom. Hope he's correct because as of now, it's looking like he's the next president. Um, two things. I don't know Michael, why Michael Malice said he must have some special logic I don't understand. I, I like Michael. So I, I think he, he's, he's got some way of doing this. He's very smart. So he's got some logical way of making that happen. He's going to do some Einstein stuff to figure that one out. I, I can't see that, but I might have missed something. I, I respect him. I'm sure he's got some way of that making sense. I just don't get it. Um, but I don't think she's our next president. Um, I don't think Biden steps down. And I don't think she could win a primary or win an election. I just think she's so hated. I, j- I just don't 
I don't think that's possible. So yeah, that's what I think. So maybe, I don't know. Bill says the mainstream media is the propaganda arm for the military industrial complex. I tend to agree. Yes, I, I, I tend to agree. Yes, totally right. So William says, thank you for being so transparent. I respect that. Um, is that for me? I hope I'm transparent. I am trying to do that. I know some of you don't like what I say here or there, but for those of you who don't like what I say sometimes, I know I've made many of you upset here and there. I know. I hope you at least understand that my heart's in the right place, even if you think my ideas are wrong. I hope you understand that my goal is always the best. That's my goal is the best for us, even if you think I'm wrong. Um, I hope you know I'm being honest with you when I actually feel, even if you think I'm wrong. And I also hope you know that I don't take stuff down, right? When you guys get mad at me and say bad things, I leave it up. In fact, I talk to you about it when you say that I'm wrong. I talk to you about it right to your face. I'm, I'm not trying. I go out in New York, New York State every year across the country and I get yelled at. It happens. And some of you have probably yelled at me. It's happened. I'm not afraid of what I'm saying. And, and to be forward with some of you, you've seen me. I've changed my mind. I've, I've realized that I've been wrong in my life. And I have been. And when I am, I will tell you. I, you know what? I was wrong. That was the wrong thing. I shouldn't have thought that. I didn't know that. Oh, I was ignorant to something. I say it. I said it today when I was a Marine in 17. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So, all right. I'm sorry. Let me keep going on here. Um, Matt says, I wish politicians spoke as compassionately as you do about the families of the soldiers who lost their lives. They don't. I I have a, a personal connection, obviously being a veteran, but many veterans do. So, of course, it bothers me. But also good and bad, um, very often, very often, compared to others, I am called more than often to try to stop a veteran from doing something that he or she should not be doing. And so now I'm the one trying to make this thing better. And so I have a personal connection to those people. And I'm not always effective. And the times that I have not been effective still bother me. But I have, I'm, I'm usually effective. I'll say that. I'm usually effective. In fact, I have a very high success rate, a very high success rate. But sadly, in this world, even a low, even a, even if a, even a low failure rate is too high. So I, I hope you understand what I'm saying, Matt. I, it, it's a personal piece that bothers me. So, yes. Anyway, all right. Um, let me keep going if I can. Mr. Aron says, the worst part is the hundreds of thousands of innocent people have been killed over the past 20 years. Bad too. Bad too. Yes. Um, Ed says, hoping Biden's thoughts on South Korea next. Ah, maybe he will. That'd be nice. I hope so. I would like that. Maybe he's going to make up for this mess by making South Korea better. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I hope. I, I hope you're right. I mean, I hadn't thought of that, but maybe. I hope so. Ryan says, yeah, Larry, the machine is a corporatocracy. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Vasily says, we knew better. And just like Vietnam, it was never to be won. Do, do you really think Vietnam was never to be won? I'm not even sure that Afghanistan, 
see, I have I have two views on this facility. Two views. One is I feel like when they began the war, the people who went to war, right? Um, in the case of Vietnam, we're talking uh, Kennedy and Johnson. I think they believed. I think that they, those individual people, believed they could win the war. I think the military-industrial complex, which existed then, was like, I don't care if we ever win this war. I think that the that the bureaucracy was like, sure, Mr. President, we'll win this war. Don't you worry. I think that's what actually happens. I think a lot of these guys, when they go to war, really believe they can win it. I think they do. I mean, to become president and politician, you got to have some kind of hubris, some type of, 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 of belief in yourself. I think they believe they could win it. I think Bush believed he can go in and bomb them and mission accomplished. I think he believed it. But I think the people underneath him didn't stop him because they were like, oh, good. Yeah, I got my buddies in Raytheon. I got my buddies in Halliburton. We'll be fine. Yeah, 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 Mr. President. In and out, in and out. And then it's 10 years later, 20 years later. So I think you're right what never to be won if we're talking about the infrastructure and the bureaucracy. I'm not sure I'd agree with you if you're talking about the actual guys in Gat, well, guys in this case, all guys who said, go in. I think the leaders actually believe it could be won. I don't think they would actually decide to go in thinking that they would lose. Who wants to take the L? Remember something. Is it this, this shows whether we're an empire or not. Countries suffer when they lose a war. Empires thrive. That's how it works. You know you're an empire when you're always at war. And doesn't matter if you win or lose. That's how you know an empire, right? The Romans had wars all the time. Barbarian wars, per- wars against Persia, Carthage, won some, lost some. Who cares? An empire. Doesn't matter. You're always at war. It doesn't matter winning or losing. The fact is, are you at war? British Empire, at war all the time. Won some, lost some, tied. Who cares? We're at war all the time. We're, we're an empire. America, at war all the time. Win some, lose some. Who cares? We're at war. We're always at war. That's how empires are. So empires are... It doesn't matter. You can lose a war. So what? The fact is you are at war. Countries, you lose a war, you're in trouble. We're an empire. doesn't matter if we lose a war or not. We still keep going. Think about it. For most of us, we officially today, officially today, lost the Afghan war. Unless you personally know someone there, is your life actually affected? Was your life affected when Germany lost the war? Yeah, it was. If you were German. Yeah, it was. Japan? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Totally affected. Us? We lost Vietnam. Was your life actually affected if you were around then? Unless you knew someone there, obviously, then it was yours. Otherwise, no. When empire. That's how it works. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? I'm sorry. Sometimes I say bad things. I know I do. I apologize. So. All right. Um. Tim says, mission endless wars costing American trillions and innocent lives. Mission accomplished. Ouch. Ouch. Um, okay. Daniel says, I also know how much you care, Larry. I'm not mad at you, but this has been tough. Hard to completely uh, be rational doing these events. Daniel, don't worry about it, brother. I know you, you watch, you listen often. It's all good. Look, to be forward, we're going to disagree. And it's okay. We're going to disagree. I'm sure every one of you watching, listening at one point has, has said, nah, that doesn't work. You're wrong. I'm sure you have. It doesn't mean we can't still want to push the country in the right direction. So we'll disagree on that thing. On that thing, you'll go the other way. And the other things, we'll 
we'll lockstep walk together and fix it. It's fine. The one that you don't like, you walk away on that one. It's fine. It's all good. I follow what Reagan said constantly. If we agree 80% of the time, we are allies. We're allies. So let's take that 80% and move together on the 80% we agree with. The 20%, we'll walk away on that one. It's fine. It's fine. Walk away. So, yes. All right. I'll see if I can go here through this. Um, Jason says, um, I concur that Afghanistan and Vietnam could have been won. The chance was squandered by a generalship who didn't understand what they were really there to do. Jason, let me, let me, I have to add to that, right? I got to put some color on that. That's true with a however. Who tells the generals what the plan is? Right? That's the issue. I mean, do we think that our generals were so incompetent they couldn't have won a war? 100% no. Of course they could have. Of course they could have. But when the the president and his defense secretary don't know what the actual answer is, how can they? So, yes, I'm not sure if I would say that it's necessarily their fault, if that makes any sense. I think you're correct. But you also have to add in the fact that the generals can't just take over and decide to do things. It doesn't work that way. MacArthur tried and he got fired. Remember that? MacArthur tried to win Korea and he got fired. So they can't just take over. No matter what, the civilians at the top go, no, yes. Absolutely. Yes. So yes and yes. Um, Shelly says, if Biden's from North Korea, it was nice knowing you. I'm not sure about that. Yes. Jonathan says, I'm against the wars. I'm not in favor of service, but damn it if it doesn't hurt when an army man is killed. Yes, other branches too, but I have a special place in my heart for the army. No, I get it, Jason. I'm sorry, Jonathan. A lot of people have different, you know, obviously Marines for me, right? I was a Marine. Still am a Marine in my heart. So yes, I agree. But I hate when sailors die. I hate when soldiers die. I hate when any of our, our military members die. Of course I do. I mention them constantly. I don't like them dying or coming home broken. But yes, I also have a special uh, place in my heart for Marines, of course. Yes, absolutely. So, so, um, where am I? Hold on here. Um, Tom says, AMA, I like the videos of New York Freedom Variant, people in the streets resting, V passports, and mandates. Yeah, um, the one thing I like about this, right, is I maybe this is where Malice is going with it. Maybe this is his logic on the on the Harris thing. I mean, I, I I'm sure there's gonna be some logic in what he said. I, again, I don't see it, but there's got to be some logic in it. Um, I I feel Tom that maybe they're pushing just too far, and eventually New Yorkers actually get back up and go, no, like no, because the thing that bothers me on a personal level is, you you tell your people. Do the thing that I order you to do, right? Whether it's get the vaccine or wear the mask or whatever. And then they do it. Okay, fine. We'll do it. And then nothing changes. Well, then why'd I do the thing then? You told me if I do the thing, then I get to I get my rights back, right? Dad? Is that what you told me, Dad? You told me, Dad, if I do my chores, I I, I get to go out Saturday night. Well, I did my chores and now I'm grounded. Well, Dad, I'm not doing my chores anymore. Too bad. I'm running away. I'm done with you, Dad. That, I mean, and we, we got, you know, 
daddy government. So it's kind of the same, Tom, right? I did my chores, Dad. I get to go out Saturday night. Well, no, you don't. You guys, you're grounded. Why? I did my chores. Because I'm scared of you going out. Well, why didn't you tell me that before and not promise me that for doing my chores? And I think right now there's a bunch of New Yorkers who are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You said two weeks. It, we're talking two years now. So that is my hope this is happening. We're finally pushing back. I hope we are. I'm I'm actually unsure, but I I I think we are. So, yes. Um, Daniel says you seem to belittle uh, Kyle Lowry. He didn't say he was scared, but Italian men are terrorists. Facts do care about emotions. Remember, um, I'm very emotional about this, as many as us vets. It's you know, I don't think. Did I belittle him? Maybe I did. I'm open to being wrong on this. I felt like. Let me get my thoughts on this one, Daniel. Um, I didn't insult him. I said, I think I did. I tried to not insult him. I just tried to be forward with him and show him the reasons why he was completely wrong and, and falling into it. And to be forward, he kind of shot first. He didn't say, you're wrong, Larry. He said, glad you didn't become New York's governor. He kind of started a little bit, but I can see your point. Kyle, if you're still listening, if you feel like I insulted you, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to shake you up and for you not to fall for what the mainstream media is trying to put in front of you on both the left and the right. There's literally no evidence to what you're saying. None. You can't find any. I gave you a bunch of things you could look up if you wanted to. If you felt insulted, I apologize. And I mean that. I, you're, Daniel, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have been so harsh. I don't mean to be that way. I just get, I'm emotional too, right? I mean, I think we're all emotional, right? I'm emotional too. Kyle, if you're still listening or watching, I didn't mean to insult you if I, did, if I did. That wasn't my intent. And if I did insult you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. I'm emotional too, right? We're all emotional. And I have kids who are in that age range. So are they the next ones to go over? She has friends who are in that age range. Are her friends going to go over? I don't want that. So, and to be vote, I live in New York City. I was here for 9-11. I remember it happening. I saw the second plane hit. I didn't see the first plane hit. I saw the second plane hit. So, yeah. Just saying. We're all emotional here. But maybe I shouldn't have said that. Daniel, I hear you, brother. I hear you. Okay, how about that? I hear you. So, yes. All right. Jason said, this is my first time visiting your channel. Not big on politics normally, but I do see so much Kamala hate or whatever her name is. Yeah, people don't like Kamala. I think both, both, neither Democrats or Republicans like her. She's not very likable, so I think that's why she's really, she's she she's really not likable at all. So Josh says, Mister Governor, thank you. What do you think of that Glenn Beck is doing? And have you heard of what problems he and his team are going through against it? Yeah, no, I like the idea. Um, I like the idea of someone like Glenn Beck. Um, full disclosure, I've been in this show more than once. We know each other. So disclosure, I, I have a predisposition towards Glenn. So just so we know that, just so everyone knows. So I like that he was actually trying to do something on his own and raised a ton of money. I forgot how much money he raised. He raised a ton of money. A couple million maybe? I forgot. But he raised a ton of money um, so that he could get people out of Afghanistan privately 
and bureaucracy slowed him down. I get it, but he was trying to get more people out. He was trying to help, um, which I think is great. I wish more people would try to help like that. Um, but of course, you, you know they're going to, there are many reasons why the, the bureaucracy is going to get in his way. One, because he's Glenn Beck. That's one reason, right? But that isn't the only reason. But also, there's going to be worries about who gets sued, who doesn't get sued, what if something happens, what if something goes wrong. All those things are there too. Plus, it's, you know, one airport. You got to make sure you got the right people going back and forth. So it isn't easy. So I get why he had so much. It was a problem. But still, good idea. Glad he did it. Glad he did it. So, okay. Um, let's see here. Jonathan says, so a Marine Corps officer had the balls to speak up and the and the gratitude he's given is that the S at the top rolled downhill and cost him his job. Yes, that's an accurate statement, Jonathan. And I hate it. And you are correct. One more reason not to join the military. Yes, absolutely. So Ryan says, Larry AMA, can you make the, oh, oh yeah, Sash Coke. Fair this Sunday. I'll be sitting so libertarian table. Oh, I didn't know that. You know what? Let me, I don't know if I can. No, I won't. I'll be in Miami. I cannot, I, I'm, I'm chasing some other stuff in Miami. Yes, but no, I will not be able to. I can't. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Pete says, did you, did you see Larry Sharp shout out on Kennedy Fox? I did see that. That was great. Yes. For those of you who didn't see that, I posted it. Yes. Um, uh, Kennedy was nice enough to say that she would vote for me for governor. So I appreciate that. There are a couple of people um, who've said that already. So I do appreciate that. That is a, a great thing. It makes me feel good. hundred percent. So yes, let me uh, let's keep doing this if I can. Pete says, again, old men start wars, young men die in them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Very, very true. Lucia says, kind of hard to change that when generals become board members for Raytheon or General Dynamics for giving our own military contracts. That is sadly true. Sadly true. Yes, sadly true. You are absolutely correct. And that's my point. They just want to make money. And it's easy when you've got a general to make sure you can get all the contracts. Fine, I'll surrender. Take the North Korean contract. Take the Iranian contract. Just stop killing our young, our young people. Just stop killing them. Jericho says, I'm always impressed at your knowledge of history. Are you self-read in history or something you used to teach? No, I'm actually self-taught in history. Um, I've, taught, um, I've taught English. I've taught uh, networking. I've taught leadership. I've taught sales, um, business, entrepreneurship, but, and uh, also um, 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 career transition, particularly for veterans. I've done veteran transition work. Uh, but I have never uh, taught history. I am self-taught. I just like history. So I'm, I'm self-taught. Thank you for, for mentioning that. I appreciate that. Yes. So, all right. Uh, let's see if I can keep going here. Sam says, in Australia, the lockdown is so extreme. Police drag kids sitting on a rock off the rock and arrest them for curfew violations. How long do we do something similar with Delta panic? Well, that was my point. I, I, I think, right, I think that New York, Sam, is, is pushing back already. So we may be too far, right? I think we may, we may be pushing back too. We're pushing back already. It may be going too far. I don't think we can go there. That's my, that's my hope. And if we push back in New York, as I say all the time, if we push back in New York, we push back everywhere. Where are the battleground? Right here. Where are the battleground? Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Harrison says, they only attacked us because we were bombing them. I doubt that if we stopped bombing them, they would have a reason to attack us. I learned about blowback firsthand in Afghanistan. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you. Yes, it is about blowback. 
It absolutely is. Yes. Paula says, the Vietnamese came here and set up stores after we left Nam. Yep. They only bombed us with food and beauty businesses. Nicely done, Paula. Very nicely done. You are right, Larry. Yes, absolutely. I I, I don't think, yes. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Steve says, they don't need to plan a domestic attack. They'll just point to January 6th. Yes. Oh, nice. Ignore the F by report that there was no coordination. You just talk to any person who believes in liberty. Democrats will cheer. Steve, I'm not sure just Democrats will cheer. I think a lot of people will cheer because you got to have an enemy, right? And if we can't bomb Afghanistan, let's make domestic terror, make those the bad guys. And January 6th is the, is is 9-11 times 8 or whatever it is, right? So, yeah, I, I think it's a valid point. Um, I Let's go. Let's go sell stuff to North Korea. Let's go sell stuff to Iran. Let's stop making enemies. If you want to build stuff like drones and tanks, build vacuum cleaners and trucks instead. Just do it. James says the military industrial complex is on the way out and the medical industry complex on the way in. Ooh. James, that is not a good thing. I I hope you're, ooh, but no, I see it, right? As you say it, now I'm like, yeah, I see it. Um. Yeah, I see it. And the reason is this in a way is worse because the military industrial complex is about bombing other people, killing them, ruining us, killing us. The medical industrial complex is about addicting us all to something, some kind of one a day pill. It's about curing nothing, but taking a whole lot of one a day pills. Everyone's got to be taking a one a day pill and preferably one that you want to take two a day and then three a day at one point. That is the number one thing. And you do basically anything to keep taking. That's the piece. That's that. James, you scared me. That's actually, that's actually worse. It's worse. Yeah. I hope you're wrong, but now you got my mind going. So see, you made stuff bad, James. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm glad you said it. I'm totally teasing you. Yes. So yes. Um, let's see. Warren says they don't need another 9 11. They already so many here in our own country, similar to their cause. We've seen this in Europe and here. Um, but not as bad, Warren. I think your, your point's a valid one, but not as bad. Europe is far worse than us. As, as bad as America has been here or there on absorbing immigrants of, of, of different of, of very different cultures, we're still the best in the world. As bad as we have been, and we, we haven't been as good in different places. We're still the best in the world there is. And I think we're trying to be better and we're actually becoming worse. And hear me out on this. Some of you are going to be upset, but hear me out on this. I think what America has done well in the past is not, is not by forcing people to become American, but by showing them the value of becoming American. And lots of people became American doing things like caring about citizenship, trying to become citizens, learning the language, understanding our basic culture, celebrating some of our uh, our our holidays, even though they may not be from their own country, that kind of thing. Now, in, 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 a, in an idea to become more, I guess, more inclusive, I think we've actually kind of watered down the symbolic things that actually matter to be an American, right? I knew a lot of people who came to America and did things like celebrate Thanksgiving or something. But they came from, say, Japan or something, or wherever they came from, where there, there really wasn't a Thanksgiving. They're like, oh, that's an American thing? Let's do that, because we're American. We're going to do that now. 
Now, now we go, well, Thanksgiving's evil because of the history. Well, you could say that. You could. You could find the history and show me why it's so bad. We were terrible to indigenous people. That's true. But why would you take a dump on the holiday that most people see as, not everybody, but as most Americans see as, a family holiday? But we've dumped on that. So now even the new people coming see, oh, well, then I don't have to do the Thanksgiving thing. Well, then what is going to link you to being American? Right? If the principles and holidays and symbols don't link you, then how can you become American? Well, you have to actually change who you are. I don't want you to change who you are. Why would I do that? Don't change who you are. I want you to voluntarily adopt some of our culture, some of our things, and some of our symbols too, right? Like our flag and stuff. I'm not saying you can't burn the flag, but it's not a symbol. Yay, whatever, these types of things. And I think in the past we were better at it. I think in our attempt to be what you would think would be more inclusive, I think we're actually being more exclusive and we're, make, we're making more divisions than not. So I, I, I see your point, Warren. I still think America's better than Europe still, even though we're, I think now it's starting to get worse. I think we're still better than Europe. Europe is really bad at this. We're better than they are. So, yes. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can do this here. Um, ISIS K is keto. Thank you. Yes. See, they all got keto. That's, uh, that's actually good. I like that. Yes, absolutely. That's good. John says, up until recently, news hasn't covered anything in Afghanistan for 18 months. Thank you. Thank you. They didn't care. Now they care. Now they care. Yes. No, no, yeah. Thank you. Josh, you, you're exactly on the same page I'm on. You didn't care before. Now you do. So, yes. All righty. Um, let's see if I can go here. Uh, if I can grab a couple of these. John says, uh, hold on. Dixie says, have we lost most soldiers in these wars in 9-11 yet? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Um, when it comes to deaths, it's been about double, yeah, about double, right? About that, so four, four thousand or so, something like that in Iraq, two thousand five hundred or so, about seven thousand total deaths, give or take, if you count Iraq, the the some we lost in Syria, some we lost in like Mali and stuff. If you add up all of them, it's about seven thousand, give or take, in that area, and we lost about three thousand twenty nine hundred, I think, in nine eleven. So. About double we've lost, and that's dead. When you count wounded, wow. There's like 50,000 wounded, something like that. It's a lot of wounded, right? And then if you count TBI, traumatic brain injury injury that we can't see, or um, PTSD, I mean, it's at least up to 50,000 at least. So we, yeah, they've already, they've already put far more um, 9-11s. Absolutely, 100%, far more. So yes. So, all right. Um, Ed says, you weren't too hard on Kyle, asked Tim O'Connor. He watches me get attacked regularly on the Daily Star, only at the Facebook page. I'm glad you're not that way, and most of us in here aren't that way. Thank you, Ed. But I'm open, right? Maybe Daniel's right. I'm, I'm open to being wrong. I'm, I'm open. I get emotional too, right? I mean, we're all just human here, and we all say things. Absolutely. We, we all say things. Yes. Uh, Juan says, as for the vaccine mandates, I just came back from my third rally in a week. Wow. Wow. Juan, amazing. And I can certify that the rally is just bigger and more frequent. So proud to see New Yorkers are finally standing up for the freedom. Uh, Juan, Juan Ayala, by the way, is running uh, for Alderman in Middletown. Uh, I was up there with him uh, two weekends ago. Yeah, two weekends ago. Um, Monday. Two, yeah, two weeks ago, Monday. Um, so, oh, no, it was last Monday. Not two weeks ago. Last Monday. It was last Monday. Not, this, not today. Last Monday, I was out there with him. One reason why I wasn't doing a show was I was hanging out with Juan. So if you're in his area, please check him out. Check out his page. 
He's rocking on run, running as a, a libertarian um, in a, um, a three-year race. The top two win. Not a bad deal. Yes, not a bad deal. So, yes. All right. Uh, let's see if I can keep going down here. Um, Jenna says, new to your channel. Saw you on, on Lewis's channel. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it, guys. Those of you didn't know, I actually was on uh, Lewis Rossman's um, channel, um, YouTube channel, last week. If you guys want to check me out there, please feel free. Go ahead. Um, I was there three hours, by the way. I did three hours on the show. You just asked me questions, 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 questions. So it was good. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Yes. Um, Thomas says, Glenn Beck raised about 30 million. 30 million? Thomas, you, you, you messing with me? 30 million? I knew it was a lot of money. I think it was $30 million. Wow. Well done, Glenn. I, wow. It's a lot. Of, well done. I'm, I'm surprised to hear that number. Um, I feel like he might have made a mistake with the zero, maybe $3 million. That's what I feel like. But wow, it's a lot of money. Um, I'm sure you guys will correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I don't remember that. But wow, that's a lot. I didn't realize it was so much. Got out 5,000 people. There we go. Whatever you can help. We should be helping. Why not? Right? It's Dunkirk, right? For those of you who know the story of Dunkirk, 1940, the um, the the Germans uh, smash into Belgium and Luxembourg and trap about a quarter million Allied uh, troops in Belgium. An area uh, was it Belgium? Was it France? I think it was France. On the border is somewhere. I think it might have been Belgium. I don't. I'm not sure if Dunkirk's in France or in Belgium. I think Dunkirk was in Bel- was in France. I think it was in France. It might have been Belgium. Anyway, um, catches them there, and um. They're stuck and they can't get out. So the Germans encircle them. I think they can bomb them and surrender them and make them surrender. They stop, basically. And the British Navy says, I need every single ship to get across and get our troops off. And fishing boats came over. Everyone came over. And literally, the, the, you know, the Germans are bombing them with, with, with dive bombers and their air forces fighting the dog fighting over the, over the English Channel. And you know, fishermen come out with the fishing boat. Get on in. Come on in, soldiers. Get them on in. Bring them all out. This is that. This is Dunkirk. Get them out. Totally fine with it, right? The British said, if you're British and you care, our boys are over there, go get them. And well done, Glenn. Good job. So, yes. So, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I do like that. Um, Tim says, what's your plan for turning New York's uh, state gold? I'll tell you in about a month or so. How about that? We'll see what happens. Yes. Andrea says, 30 million. All right. you. It was 30 million. Tom, you were not messing with me. Okay. It was 30 million. Okay. There we go. I like it. Tom says, Larry can't be a politician. If he thinks he's wrong, he admits it. Can't have that. I like that, Tom. I'm, I guess I'm out. I like that. Yes. Jason says, it's very strange. My comments have shown up out of order on your side. Oh, I go through them the best I can. They zip past me. Remember, I'm live streaming this on four different, I live stream this on six different places. So whatever you see, I see five more of them. So I'm trying to grab the ones I can in whatever order I can get them. They come in. This goes on three, uh, on two YouTubes, two Twitters, and two Facebook pages. So whatever you see, that's just one of six. So so sometimes I got to bounce around on them. So yes, Tony says there's no draft lottery. So your daughter's friends won't be sent unless they volunteer. But they volunteer, Tony. I did. We volunteer. We're young people looking for purpose, looking for you know, to, to show that we're strong or smart or brave and we join up. It's what we do. I did. And many people on this page have and thought it was the right thing when they were doing it. And we're totally sure it was the right thing. I believed it. 
So, Tony, I, I, I agree they won't draft. It doesn't mean her and her friends won't think we're going to do the right thing. We're going to join up and go. People have been doing it for years and keep doing it. Ed did it. I did it. Right? Lots, lots of us, lots of us do it. Brian did it. I don't know if you're a veteran or not, Tony, but you know, all the vets, we did it. No one drafted us. We all volunteered. So I, I do, I do think um, that they might go anyway, even though they're not drafted. I don't, I don't think not having a draft stops them. If that makes any sense. I, I don't think it stops them. And look, I, I wouldn't want to stop her to be forward. If my, my daughter knows, knows I was a Marine and she loves the fact that I was a Marine and she might want to join. I hope she doesn't, but she might. And I wouldn't stop her if she feels that's the way for her to you know, do something or, or prove herself. I, I hope that does, isn't what happens. I wouldn't stop her. I wouldn't want my mom stopping me. I thought it was the right answer. I was dead set. My mom didn't stop me. I jumped when I was 17. My mom didn't stop me. She knew, she didn't, and she didn't want me to do it. My mom did not want me to, to, to join. She didn't stop me because she knows what I wanted. So I wouldn't stop her either. I would just like this to not be an issue for her, if that makes any sense. So I guess that makes sense. Anyway, I hope it does. So, all right, um, let's see. Jonathan says, a law to ban generals or commissioned officers from going to the military industrial complex wouldn't get anywhere because the wheels are greased in Congress by these same generals on boards. Yeah, it's, it's a system. You're right. That's my point, Jonathan. I don't know if we can beat the system, right? I think you're right. I don't know if we can beat the system. I would rather just say, okay, here's another system where you don't have to kill people. How about that? You still make your money. You still get to scam and be first out, but you don't have to kill people. How about that? So I know me and the libertarians are going to get mad when I say that. I know. I'm looking at life and death here. I'm like, go over there instead. So I would, t- I would take it. I think your point's a, a very valid one. Yes, I think it's a very valid one. So all right, see so if I can grab this one here. Um, that was when you already talked about. I covered one already. Okay. Um, I covered that piece. We're good. Okay. John says, AK, big farm. It's always been there. Read this. Not the active ingredients. Huh. All right. I'll check it out. Thanks, John. I'll check it out. Thank you. Uh, Tony says, medical industrial complex. Well said. And we're on that road. Wow. I first heard a sharp way. Yes. I, I like that. Yes. It's. You guys are making me feel sad now, right? I've got a new one. Uh, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. That's good. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, please. You guys can listen to this show if you want to on um, on a as a podcast if you like. Do me a favor. Head on over to the if you see the 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 link tree link in the description. It shows all my goodies. It shows you can you can. It shows my shop way uh, clips page. It shows my t- my Twitter. It shows. My uh, my TikTok, it shows the podcast. It shows all the things you might want, right? It's all there. Please click, see what's going on there. All good stuff. If you want to check the page out, great. Also, of course, please like, comment, and share. It does matter. I bug you every time because it matters. And please support my sponsors. Click that link right there. Take the world's smallest political quiz. You say, Larry, I took it already. I know you did. So what? Share that link with someone else. Or if you don't want to do that, okay, there's like six or seven other tests there. The human respect test, police accountability test, all types of tests and quizzes there that you can take. Please take them, 
share them, bring people here. And why in the world would I want you to bring people here? Why do I care so much? Because they're my sponsor? Yes, that's absolutely important. It does matter. That's how I pay my team so they can do cool things that we do here, how we can run this thing all the time, almost every day. Yes, I care about the cash. Of course I do. And there's a second piece. And this is the way to get a lot of people to start thinking about actual issues and thinking about how libertarian you really are. Most of us are not 100% libertarian. Many of us are. Most aren't. And that's okay. But if someone thinks they're progressive or they think they're a conservative, and they take one of these quizzes and realize, huh, maybe I'm more moderate than I thought. Or maybe I'm more libertarian than I thought. Now we have a conversation. And the quizzes get people talking about the issues, not the left versus right, or I'm good or I'm bad. It makes you talk about the actual issue. Talk about the issue, maybe we can agree on some type of solution. So please, do me this favor. It's free. Liking, commenting, sharing is free, and it gets me past. I get shadow banned all the time because you guys keep bringing up all the tough stuff, and you know the internet web people don't like the interwebs people don't like the tough stuff, so they shadow ban it. So I get shadow banned constantly, but I don't want to stop you guys from bringing up stuff that's important. So I keep covering it and I keep getting shadow banned. So you have to help by liking and commenting and sharing. You have to keep doing that. So please subscribe also. The subscribers matter. If you haven't subscribed to my Sharpway uh, YouTube page, what's wrong with you? Go do it. Go subscribe. Click the subscribe button. If you don't want to hear the stuff, don't click the bell, but please click the bell. But you don't have to. It's fine. Just subscribe. My Twitter account, subscribe. It matters. That's that's how I get around this. And lastly, if you got some cash and you want to support the show directly, patreon.com slash sharpway. Throw me 10 bucks, 25 bucks. Throw me something so I can keep this thing going and pay my staff. It does work. The team needs to keep doing this and make some cash. This does work. Help us out. All right, let me grab some more if I can. All right, thank you for that, by the way. So, all righty. Um, let me grab some of these. Let's see. John says, I'm dead center. Look at that. M- more people. Some of you don't know this, but most people who take the, the, the world's smallest political quiz, most of them actually come up moderate. It's about 35, 40% come up moderate. Most come up moderate. Second, believe it or not, it's libertarian. First is, first is moderate. Second is libertarian. Absolutely. So it's it's kind of funny. So Adam says, please check in on any Afghanistan war veterans you know and maybe all of us some compassion right now. You know what? Shame on me for not saying it directly, Adam. You are right. I should have said it directly. I said it very indirectly, which it clearly wasn't clear. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said it. Clearly, I did not. I was not clear enough. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Please do what Adam says. He is correct. Check in any Afghan um, war vets you know. Offer them some compassion. Expect them to tell you that they are okay and reassure you they're handling things well. But the truth is, we are not. There we go. So if I could expand a bit on what Adam said. If you're calling someone, the most important thing to do is to let them know that you're there. Even if you don't actually have a detailed conversation, even if they tell you they're fine, let them know that you're there. And it's a second piece of this. Call again or email again or text. However you talk to them, do it again. Do it today. Like Adam said, he's right. Then wait like a day or two and do it again. Because that means 
that you really care. You don't understand how much that second reach out will matter so much. The second reach out will matter more than the first. I'm very serious. The second reach out. And it could be something simple like, hey, still here? You okay? Low text. Could be that. Mid-long call. Hey, still here? You good? Everything still all right? That's all. Do it twice. Once, as Adam said, and then wait a couple days. Do it again. Doesn't matter if it's a conversation. Can be a text. Can be an email. Something. It will, it will help. Let me give you one more bit. If you know this person well, you know, one of two things. One, something you know will help them. Meaning, and I mean physically help them. Physically, not emotionally. Physically, like, you know they need to go shopping on Tuesdays and their spouse is not available. Say, hey, man, can we go shopping on Tuesday? I'll take you out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Something like that. You know that, you know, they're, they they can't go on that day. You're going to go take them out. Fine. You know, their uh, sister's in trouble and a sister usually needs to visit them. And they can't. You go visit the sister. Whatever. Do something that will physically help them or something you know they'll enjoy. Like maybe you guys used to both watch a TV show. Send them a clip from YouTube of the TV show. Something that laugh and think about you. I can't tell you how much this helps. You don't have to be a therapist. You don't have to be a, a psychiatrist. You don't have to be any of that stuff. Let that person know that you give a damn. That's it. Let them know you care. I'm here. You just won. He is absolutely right. Thank you, Adam. Shame on me for not being clearer. I'm glad you brought it up. You're completely correct. Yes, please do what Adam says and make that second piece. Whatever it is, make that second piece. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So uh, John says, time to be a neighbor. Yes, it is. Thank you, John. Man, you guys are the best. Missy says, coming from someone who battles the F out of depression and, and, and CPTSD, those second text messages are amazing. See, there we go. It gets me out of a tough spot for a few minutes, just being honest. There we go. Thank you, Missy, for being, for being forward and sharing. Absolutely. The second one matters. Let people know you're there. Then they know you care, right? They know you care. It wasn't just a, a one blip. It was a couple blips. And the, and the second blip matters. It really does. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, Brian says, sounds like the first worthwhile thing on TikTok. I'm having to joining. I'm going to start doing more TikTok. I am. I haven't enough of it. It's, it's mediocre. I'm, I'm going to be better. I am absolutely going to do it. Yes. I, I'm going to absolutely try to do a bit more of those if I can. So, yeah. Paula says, at least cable news showed up about COVID for five minutes. Low enough to turn on Biden and give him Jim Baker's go some airtime. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That, that, that's something, I guess. That's a little piece. So, yeah. All right. Shelley says, my dad and his sister both joined the military the same year, hoping to help with the Korean War. By the time they were out of boot camp, it was pretty much over. Yeah, um, it's funny that that most people don't see this. A lot of people who join, they want to fight. They want to help. They want to be there. I did too, right? I was in during the first Gulf War. And I was literally asking my monitor to send me over to, to fight in Saudi Arabia. I was sitting in Virginia. I was at schools and he, I was a platoon sergeant there. And he said, no, no, you stay there and train reservists. So I was training reservists to go over to fight because they didn't want to fight. They were reservists. They had families. I didn't. I was like, I'll go. So I was sending other people to go. So what are you going to do? Yes. 
All right. Um, let's see if I can do this. Um, Jonathan says, the sad thing is that we say soldiers are fighting for our freedom, but are they really? What if we have minded Afghanistan threatened? It's a valid point. Yes. It's a valid point. Yes. Um, hold on. Janine's, uh, Janine's important piece. It's not for me. This is for Jason, but I just want to put it out there because it matters. Thank you for this, Janine. The, the veterans crisis line is the same as national suicide prevention number. You have to press numbers for veterans, non-veterans, et cetera. 800-273-TALK. There we go. Might be a good number to just call and talk about how you feel. You can remain anonymous if you want to. There we go, right? 800-273-8255. Janine, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. Yeah, Thomas says, no, I'm not fooling you. Glenn Beck, dear I saw afterwards. I'm sorry. It's a little bit late. I It was just surprised. That's all. I was surprised. It's a lot of money. I am surprised it was that much. It is a lot of money. Yes. Glenn Beck did raise $30 million in a matter of a few days. He's not able to get any more out to the airport. He said he's trying other avenues to help. I remember him because those who don't know, um, Glenn Beck, follow, I follow Glenn Beck Tuesday. By the way, my show, uh, A Free Solution, is on tomorrow at noon, every Tuesday at noon. And by the way, Tim O'Connor is on Thursdays at noon. If you want to watch that very cool show. And Kevin Wilson's on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But if you want to watch me tomorrow, Tuesday, um, at A Free Solution, WYSL in Rochester, my show follows Glenn Beck. So when I when I tune in, because I do it remotely, I sometimes hear the end of Glenn Beck's show. So I do remember him saying something like that. He was in some foreign oh, – no, it wasn't him. It was someone else saying he's in some foreign country um, doing something or other. I do remember that. So, yeah, he had to go to some other country to make it happen. So, yes. Okay. All right, so if I can keep going down as, if I could. Um, Mary said, lost count. There we go. Yes. Dunkirk's in France. Thank you, Mike. I wasn't sure if it was France or if it was uh, Belgium. Thank you. Yep, Tony says France. Thank you, guys. You guys are great. You always correct me. I appreciate it. I love that. Yes, it is in France. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. So I appreciate that. All right, so if I can grab this. Um, I'm an undergrad, undergraduate student that also uh, do drone repair at a company for, for off the side. I also make 3D printed drones as a hobby. With all these regulations, it's hard to find space to fly this drone. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's interesting habits you have. I like that. It's very interesting habits you have here. I mean, habits, not habits. Um, uh, very interesting hobbies you have. Good for you. I like that. All right. Um, let's see if I can grab this here. Uh, Jenna says, I noticed there weren't, any, there weren't any lettuce recalls during COVID. That's true. Jason says, Europe is awful at cultural integration. Yeah, that was my point, Jason. Thank you for that. Yes. Absolutely. And it shows their poor handling of the Roma people. Oh, my God. Yes. Another good example. Not just that, the fact they were having hard times with radical Muslims. Yes, yes, and yes. All correct. Look, we've made mistakes, and I think we're going in the wrong direction. But relative to other countries, we're killing it. We're doing a great job compared to others. We're doing a pretty good job. We really are. Jason says, my older brother lost his life in the Iraq war. I'm sorry. That's terrible. And somehow leaving before the mission was complete in Afghanistan somehow makes me feel like his life was given in vain. I don't know how to cope with Biden's decision. Here is what I would tell you, Jason, if I give you any advice. I don't know your brother. But I know a lot of people who are like him. So I'm going to make some assumptions. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. And if I say something wrong about your brother, openly correct me. Your brother did what he thought was best. Your brother was doing what he thought was right. 
your brother wanted to make sure that he showed bravery. And that's why he put himself in a position to where he could lose his life. Whether that was through an IED or through enemy fire or whatever it was. I'm sure he was putting himself, he knew that he was putting himself in a position where he might lose his life. And he wasn't doing it only to show that he was brave. I'm sure it was part of it. But he was also doing it because it, it's what his brothers and sisters expected of him. It's what you expected of him. And he met that expectation. And as bad as, as it is that he died, his pain is over. His journey is over. All we have left is us. He died, as horrible as it may sound, he died in a way that he could accept. That's why he did what he did. I know that because I was prepared to accept that death, and most veterans are or were prepared to accept that death. We signed up knowing, and when we were going over, we knew this was a death that could happen. And while we didn't want it, I'm not saying we wanted it, we were prepared to accept it. There are many people on this earth who die in a way that's unacceptable to them. Your brother was not one of them. He died in a way that was acceptable to him. I hope that was helpful if it was at all. It, it, a little bit. I hope it was a little bit helpful to, to understand where he is or where he went. You are stuck with this. That's the hard part. You're stuck with it. You're still here. You're still dealing with it. That's the hard part. But I hope that the pain you feel and the worry you feel and the issues you're dealing with, I hope they aren't about him because you can't talk to him and fix those issues. His journey's over. And while his death was tragic, it was still what he accepted and was prepared for. The people who weren't prepared were his family. You weren't. And the other loved ones weren't. I would ask if you try to cope with it by understanding that he's okay. And that sounds weird, but he is okay. His family isn't. It's two separate issues. If you can look at it that way, if you look at it that way, it may make things a little bit easier and it may allow you to focus where you need to focus, which isn't on his life, which is a wonderful one because he did what he felt was right. And he died in the death that he could accept. What you have to focus on is your life. And how did you handle that? And where do you go from here? What I would say is, you know, you know that he has made you proud. Right? You are proud of him. You wouldn't say this. You wouldn't say this publicly if you weren't proud of him. So you are. And so is his family. Of course they are. The question is, Will you live your life in a way that would have made him proud? Can you do what he did? Can you? If you can't, that's your problem. That's your issue. If you can, then think of him and do it. And, be as, and have a life that would make him as proud of you as you are of him. I hope that was helpful a little bit. Sorry for your loss. All right. Let me uh, keep going down here if I can. Um, Shelly says, soldiers not lose their lives, they give their lives. Ooh, I like that, Shelly. Really nice. 
greater man hath no love than to lay down his life for a friend. Be proud uh, to know I'm such a great man. 100%, Shelly. Yes, 100%. James says, rest in peace. Yes, brother. Your tour is over. Your tour is over. Yes. All right. Um, the CPA says, finally made the show again. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, Shelly says, where can I sign up to follow Tim O'Connor? Well, you can go to his Facebook page, Tim O'Connor. You can go. You can do that if you want to. Or you can head to A Free Solution. It's both a Facebook page and it is a YouTube page. So both of those. Yes. So Gene says, my middle son was a reservist. He was a nurse in Iraq. Now he's a physician assistant in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Oh, it's great. I mean, I'm sure he learned a lot in Iraq. I'm sure he saw a lot. Absolutely. Yes. I'm sure he did. So I'm, I'm glad he's back. Glad he's home. And I'm glad he's got a good job and he's moving forward. That is great. Yes. I, I love that. Very good. All right. Um, she also says, when I was suffering from postpartum depression, a friend of mine kept me on the phone long enough for another friend to take my children to my mom's house and take me to a hospital. I thank God for that. Gene, thank you. That was exactly my point. You want to do something that's helpful. I remember the first time I really got that, um, a close friend of mine passed away and his wife called me and said, this guy passed away. And she was having trouble talking to me on the phone. And we had many friends that we knew, right? Because I was his friend. We had many friends in common. And I said, I got this. Let me call the rest of the people I know. So I made a list and I called those people for her to to say that. Because she was struggling to tell all the friends that her husband died. It was killing her to say it. I said, I'll do it. So I called for her. And I called and let everyone know. And I'm sure she was happy for that. Because I did something that would physically help her, right? I didn't just go, if you need anything, which is what everybody says. Everyone goes, if you need anything. I got it. It's nice. It's polite. I didn't say, if you need anything. I said, I recognize this thing will physically help you. She has to take care and set up the funeral. They had two kids. I mean, just losing a spouse is terrible. She had all that stuff she had to deal with. Let me make some phone calls. I can make some phone calls. I canceled the rest of my day, and I made some phone calls. It's fine. Help. This for you on the phone, taking your kids to your mom's house. When people are in pain, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Totally correct. Thank you for sharing that, Gene. I appreciate that tremendously. I really do. I appreciate that. Yes. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Missy says, sometimes calling is hard. So that's impossible. So please start text start the crisis. Oh, there we go. There we go. You can just text start. There we go. See? So you can do that also if you want to. I love that. Great. Guys, as always, support the show if you can. If you like what I'm saying, and I think you do because you're watching. So do the like, comment, and share thing. I ask you all the time. It's the way I get around this. Sponsor the show. Patreon.com slash shortwave. Throw me 10 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever you can. Or, of course, go ahead and take the world's smallest political quiz. Check out the links in the description so we can keep this show going. Guys, I appreciate everything that you guys have done this evening. Thank you for watching. I will see you all tomorrow.